from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming at com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's Thursday. Re- Deacon Randy Keel coming up here very soon. Uh, Deacon's going to be discussing the first and or second reading for this Sunday. Chris Magruder, co-host of Catholic Women Now, going to preview her 9 o'clock show. Uh, at 7.45 today, John Scott. John played professional hockey in the NHL for 11 years, joined the church after his uh, career, was a 2016 All-Star MVP, uh, and and really just became Catholic a couple years ago, Uh, has his, uh, I think, fifth kid on the way right now, and uh, really has taken his faith serious. There's a book in the the works right now. There's a a movie about his career. He's got a podcast. We're just going to talk to John. I I can't wait to talk to him all about uh, his career, but more importantly, how he came to uh, love his Catholic faith. And again, he's a convert, so there's always a good story behind that for most of them. Uh, so John Scott coming up at 745 today. Marky Medeo with your news in sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell. We'll have your saint of the day in the second half hour as well. I'm going to try to save some good time for Scott today because that's a, that's a fun guest. So we'll have some fun with him. By the way, he's six foot eight, 260 pounds. Uh, so, I, you know, hockey, the fights, you probably didn't want to get in this guy's way. I'll ask him about it. All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. That's a big guy. That's a big dude, man. Wow, 6'8". He played hockey, too, at the, at the highest level. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, Pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Hello, John. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine this morning. We got some good news yesterday. We're going to have high school sports this summer. How about that? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I saw, um, I read on KCCI that the governor is opening some things, and that's one of them. I think as of June 1st, or is that open Friday? No, it's it's June 1st, the uh, high school baseball and softball teams in Iowa. And our folks listening on the Internet, Iowa does have summer sports. We're the one, only state in the union that does that. And it's baseball and softball. They can practice June 1st and their first game June 15th, which is two weeks later. Okay, there you go. So we'll have that'll be part of our sports update today. Now, uh, there may be some schools that uh, opt out and decide not to play because they uh, don't want to you know, because of the coronavirus, they have concerns. And that'll all be coming. Uh, we'll be hearing more about that, John, here in the coming week, I'm sure, uh, with teams that uh, uh, may pull back and, and not have a baseball or softball scheduled this year. So yeah. we'll have to see about that. Yeah, sounds like it. And, and you know, the governor, she's not mandating, of course, that everyone's got to play. She's just leaving it up to uh, the specific schools to discern if that's going to be right for them. So, yeah, we'll see. That is correct. So, a six foot eight all star hockey player on your show this morning. Coming huh? up. Hmm. 
Man, talk about sports. What time is that? Uh, that's that's a 7.45 today, so uh, second half hour. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to get to him a little bit early, too. I'll, I'll be listening on my way to work when uh, you have him on. I look forward go. to that. All right. Well, let's get right to it this morning. Uh, kind of the same old, same old this week. We have cloudy skies right now here in central Iowa. And from the WHO TV 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwell. Currently, the Mercy One Studios, those clouds, light drizzle, just like we've had <laughs> since uh, Monday, 57 degrees right now. East southeast winds at seven miles per hour, and the weather cycle continues. Cloudy and patchy drizzle throughout the day today. A high of 65 degrees with southeast winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies, overnight low of 58 degrees. And then tomorrow, for your Friday, showers and thunderstorms and warmer, high of 72 degrees. And on Saturday, it'll be mainly dry. That'll be our pick day of the week. Mainly dry and a high of 81 degrees Saturday. Sunday and Monday, the rest of the Memorial Day weekend, chance of showers and thunderstorms and highs in the upper 70s. Well, in the news on this Thursday morning, well, not only is the population in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic, we're also in the uh, thick of allergy season here. According to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, 50 million million people in the United States experience various types of local uh, of allergies uh, and uh, they might have and they're panicked because they might have the coronavirus now the overlap in the COVID-19 and allergy symptoms consists of fatigue headaches coughing and shortness of breath now according to the Iowa Allergy Clinic the two biggest indicators of COVID-19 are muscle aches and a fever, while com- common allergy symptoms that are not a sign of COVID-19 are sneezing and itchy nose and eyes. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And as I mentioned, good news. We got a decision yesterday. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds announced that high school summer sports, that's baseball and softball, are set to, per- uh, to resume in the state of Iowa beginning next month. Now, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds gave the go-ahead yesterday at her day Daily Coronavirus News Conference, the Iowa High School Boys Association and the Iowa Girls Union, the governing bodies of the Iowa High School Athletics, approved the governor's decision. And baseball and softball practices can now begin on Monday, June 1st, with their first games two weeks later on Monday, June 15th. Now, high school baseball and softball uh, teams will now revise their schedules uh, for the shortened season. The revised schedule should be completed within the next few weeks. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have light drizzle and 57 degrees with clouds. The east-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. And today we'll see cloudy skies and some patchy drizzle continue throughout the day, a high of 65 degrees. We will have southeast winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports. On your Thursday morning, John Leonetti Show coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free. Again, a reminder, Park Avenue, that is closed east of Fleur. 
So again, uh, lots of other construction, too, to keep an eye out for as you are out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Deacon Randy Keel right now. Good morning, Deacon. Oh, good morning, John. You doing okay? I'm doing wonderful, and couldn't be more excited to talk about Acts chapter 1 today. Okay, so we're going to go with the Ascension of the Lord. Yes, we are. Ascension of the Lord, because we, we I mean, we cannot underplay this at all. It, it, I'd just love to accentuate this. And I think about an actor from long ago that his line was, surprise, surprise. Hmm. And I think about, I'm going to call this the seven surprises of the apostles. Hmm. I go through them quickly with you. You could do a book on that, the seven surprises of the apostles. I like that. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to give a little background, because Acts chapter 1 Folks, this, these 11 verses that we're going to cover are the kerygma, the full proclamation of the gospel. Here's a little bit of the backdrop, and here's a little bit of the prequel. So, the first surprise, the prophetic Messiah was born. The apostles knew about this. The news of his birth spread throughout all the lands, and the kings came and shepherds came. People of all spectrums came. So they would have known about his birth. Number two, imagine this. They were chosen by the Messiah to be loved enough to follow him through the most passionate part of his life. Surprise number three, he was crucified. They Mm. did not expect it. We have so many plans we think for our life, but surprise, surprise, God has order for our life. If life went our way, it would be disordered. But when it goes God's way, he puts it in order. But it surprises us. Surprise number four, he was resurrected from the dead. It happened. They couldn't believe it. This really, because they even said, they still did not understand the resurrection. And he was with us. And he ate with us and spoke with us for 40 days. Surprise number five, this Sunday he ascended. Mm-hmm. Now this was not an atmospherical elevator that came down to the cloud to pick him up to take him up to the heaven. It didn't pick him up and take him somewhere. This cloud was God. Cloud always represented God in the Old Testament. The Shekinah glory in Exodus that came and enveloped their direction, and God led them through the desert exactly where he wanted them to go. He wanted them to wander. He wanted them to journey so he could prepare them the way. And then later, at at nighttime, he showed himself as in the Shekinah glory, not the cloud, but the fire, the pillar of fire. Imagine the darkness that the apostles were in for days until the tongues of fire came upon their head, illuminating that they could be speaking and proclaiming the good news of Christ to all the lands. But surprise number six was that the Holy Spirit did come. After they were in darkness for days, there was the tongues of fire. And surprise number seven was that the church was founded. This didn't end. Not only was the church founded, it spread throughout all the lands. Therefore, the completion of the tongues of fire, the presence of the Holy Spirit that we are still gifted with to this very day in our life, so that we are never in the midst of darkness, but in the presence of light. The seven surprises of the apostles begin right here, Acts chapter 1, and talk to us in these 11 verses. You've got to turn that into a book. I mean, I'm well, just... John, wasn't that fun? 
I, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, yeah, I mean, th- those those are those are the pillars right there that you just kind of named. There we go. Um, the ascension, though, I, I want to get a little bit deeper into that because, of course, yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about this Sunday. Why why did it matter? Uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but why does it matter well, that that I'll he go for it. he went to the Lord like this? Why not just kind of disappear? Why not just you know? I, I don't know. I mean, why does that? Why is that such a big deal? We have a picture of the Trinity happening here. The ascension didn't happen so that we had faith in our own eternal life. That's sometimes what mankind has done with the ascension. The ascension happened that God exalted himself and showed us Trinity, that Jesus and God the Father, so that the, so that we could then be revealed the complete person of the Trinity through the coming of the Holy Spirit. So this is God's revelation to us in his exaltation, that he's the power above all the earth. We know every knee, every knee shall bow in the heavens and on the earth to all the powers, of all the powers, to the name of Jesus Christ. And then they saw it happen. We get it, we get it on a shallower level sometimes to think that this emphasizes, it demonstrates our eternal life, but it was not for the purpose of showing us our eternal life. It was for the purpose of showing us that God the Father, God the Son, and the coming of the Holy Spirit are one, and they are exalted. Mm. I am every time I read Acts, every time I hear the book of Acts um, read to me, I, I am just so reminded of of the way they evangelized, how effective they were. I mean, so effective essentially that they got themselves killed for it. Um, and and you may wonder, well, how, how does that make them effective evangelizers? Well, I mean, they were so effective that people were converting in droves, and of course, they were seen as just the ultimate danger. Um, the ultimate, but, but, go ahead. The ultimate, and then it makes us reflect humbly. What would the acts of Randy be? Hmm. What would the acts of John be? Well, I was I was kind of going there, Deacon, and I'm glad you yeah. said that because, yeah. you know, here you see in Acts they are they are the way they evangelize is so personable. It is here is what I've experienced, here is what I've seen, here is what I know, and oftentimes we just kind of stand in the corner of here is what I know, or here is, you know, the the teachings, and those are good, and, and I think we need to uh, evangelize those, um, but yet sometimes we forget the experience, here is what I've, I've, I've encountered, here is what I, uh, who, who I've come to know, not just what I've come to know. And who I've come to know, and it's not where did Jesus go? It's to whom did Jesus go? Jesus went to be with the Father. Acts shows us that in times of desperation, what did the apostles do? What did the followers and the believers do? They gathered, they assembled, they prayed, they worshipped, and they broke bread together. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a recipe for our times of difficulty. Let's not believe that we are in a time of darkness, but we are in an act of God, of what's happening here on this earth, for the preparation of him connecting the dots for the purpose of his world, of his word happening on this earth. That's what we're in. Ascension Sunday, friends, that's happening this Sunday, and uh, so that will be the readings, I know, chosen here in this diocese, Uh, and you heard it, uh, Acts 1 will be the first reading today, or excuse me, Sunday, that you will hear. Uh, Deacon Randy Keel, thank you so much for coming on, man. Would you give us your blessing? Sure, well, and pray for the blessing of Almighty God and His tongue of fire for the coming of the Holy Spirit after His ascension. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the presence of Your Spirit and Your gift. Pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Deacon Randy Keel, everyone. Have a great rest of the week, Deacon. You too, John. Bye-bye. All right. Coming up right after this, five reasons why St. Catherine of Siena should become your new quarantine best friend.
we'll have uh, we'll have those for you coming up right after this. In the second half hour, John Scott, professional hockey player, played at the highest level, the NHL, for 11 years. In fact, in 2016, just a few years ago, he was named the All-Star MVP, uh, and he has now converted to Catholicism, and he's he's gone all in. He's got a podcast talking about it, uh, but taking his faith more serious now than than ever before. And and again, becoming Catholic, kind of wading into those waters. I'm going to talk to him all about his journey. And try some, uh, I'm going to try to save some good time for him. That's coming up in the second half hour. Don't miss it. John Lee Nettie, the morning right here on this Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. And a thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. One thing that I love about most of the people who support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio is they love their Catholic faith. Yes, this family is no different. A Catholic, veteran-owned family, the Pew family. Five Sons Naturescapes, Landscape and Design, thank you. You've been listeners for a long time here, have served families all across central Iowa for a long time as well with outdoor landscaping and design. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools. And 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hi, this is Cy Kellett, host of Catholic Answers Live. When you support this station, you offer a lifeline to a soul in need. You help save a marriage or an innocent life or a young person crushed by secular pressures. That's how powerful the message of God's love in Jesus Christ is. We're all called to share the good news of God's love given to us in Jesus, and that is exactly what you do when you offer your support. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. No man is an island we can be found. No man is an island. Thanks to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Residential re-roofs 30 years now. 30 plus years. A man who knows that above business, though, all of it is his faith. 
committed man to running his business with Christian values. Yes, even during this time, 963-4494. That's 963-4494. Residential re-roofs with Dean Bell. Well, as Iowa begins kind of the the first uh, couple phases here of reopening, uh, I think we're going to, I don't know, I mean, we're going to look back to this time, and and I hope for many of us um, here, uh, we we will see this time as a a time that certainly was difficult uh, and still continues to be. Uh, but a time nonetheless that we can find and point out those blessings in there. Um, and, and, you know, this is just kind of the route that I'm going down. I want to count the blessings during this time rather than the, the difficulties. And, yeah, there's there's difficulties in the Lee and Eddie household, just like there's difficulties, I think, than in any other household uh, in, in what all of what we've had to go through um, during these last few months. And, you know, you, you look in the, the big picture here, we're all healthy. I'm, I'm talking about my family. And the people that I know, and I know that that hasn't been the case for uh, many other Iowans, many other people throughout the country. Um, so, you know, you talk about the first blessing there. That's that's probably the big one. But, um, you know, there were there were a lot of saints and we've had a couple guests on the show over the course of these uh, last few months that have talked about some of the saints that have battled this. Um, yesterday, I had Jesse Weiler on and Jesse talked a little bit about uh, what we can learn from the saints during uh, difficult times like this, because, again, they went through many things as well. One of them, St. Catherine of Siena, she she went was uh, lived through the Black Plague. And uh, I read a great piece. This is uh, probably about... Yeah, but a month old. Uh, Melissa Guerrero, uh, who's one of my favorite bloggers, and um, she writes about the five reasons St. Catherine of Siena should become one of your new friends in quarantine and kind of coming out of this now, uh, which is really what, what she went through. And, um, you know, I, I know that uh, for many people, Catherine of Siena is, you know, a, a figure that they know her name, but they don't know a lot about her. Um, she is one of those, if, if you, I would probably put her in the top 10 of saints to pick up a biography of and read. I mean, her, her story reads like a motion picture. I mean, movie, it is so fast paced. It's just incredible. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why Melissa talks about her is because she, uh, survived the black plague and, uh, you know, lived during that time of it. And it wasn't long after, uh, her first vision, she was a child at the age of seven when Jesus appeared to her. And she had many different visions when she was a child uh, from Our Lady, from the angels, um, from Jesus, of course. Um, the first, I don't know if it was a first or second vision, but uh, Jesus appeared to her, I believe, in the form of the Pope. Uh, and that really kind of reclused her, helped her understand that, okay, this is the vicar of Christ here on earth. Uh, and and really why she was at the service of so many of the popes. And and you talk about some of the greats, the popes, the bishops, the cardinals, uh, the Vatican, they listened to her. Uh, she, she was, <laughs> she was a, uh, a consultant, if you will, to many of them and, and responsible for some big, big decisions uh, of the papacy. And I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why the Lord just fixated that in her heart so young. I think that's also why he appeared to her as the Pope, because he wanted her to understand that the church wasn't something to battle against, but the, the Pope himself needed her help. Uh, and the same thing with the Vatican. She's known as a, um, a doctor of the church, and she really didn't have a great education. 
Um, she didn't have a formalized education. In fact, most uh, of her biographers have said that she really didn't even know how to read or write. Um, the quote-unquote writings that she did do, she would dictate orally to them. So she, she really didn't, uh, wasn't able to, uh, didn't have that kind of education that a lot of other people had. But that didn't stop her. You know, it didn't stop her. In fact, uh, Melissa talks about one of those five reasons that her lack of education didn't hinder her abil- ability to share her knowledge of the faith with others. And you kind of heard me talking a little bit about that with Deacon Randy Keel. You know, I, you don't have to have a Ph.D. to talk about the faith, to evangelize. No, you don't. Uh, you, you do this personally from your own heart and what the Lord has done for you. And again, as I said, she lived during the uh, and through the, the terrible Black Plague um, that really just kind of ravaged her town. Um, she went into kind of self-isolation, not just because of the Black Plague. Some people thought it was because of that. But uh, after she received her visions of Jesus, um, in fact, she kind of uh, secluded herself in her own home. Yeah, I think you see the bridge here to the quarantine uh, that Melissa was talking about. But she kind of, you know, secluded herself because she wanted that to be a time almost of um, of spiritual preparation. But uh, over the course of, of those years, um, our Lord would uh, make very clear that he wanted her to now go out, uh, to, to get out of, of the self-isolation of where she was. And now it was time for her to go set the world on fire. She has a great, great quote. Um, it's, I think, one of the more used quotes of the saints, at least from what I've heard from many different evangelists and people. And, and the quote is pretty simple. If you are what you should be, you will set the whole world ablaze. If you are what you should be, you will set the whole world ablaze. She showed us how laity can have a deep and meaningful impact even on the, cler- uh, on the clergy. And again, as I was saying before, that's a big one because during her time, that was just really kind of unheard of. You know, that the lady was helping the clergy and especially the Pope, you know, okay, it's okay. We got this. Um, you know, I, I don't need an uneducated nun to be able to tell me how to run this. Uh, but yes, they did. And you saw the power of what our Lord can do through her. She was a powerful woman, but yet she was very humble, very humble. Um, you know, when she saw Christ dressed in the papal robes, as I said, she never let her purity uh, of, or her influence of others inflate her own ego. Uh, Melissa says, in fact, she did everything with great humility, placing others first and herself last. And I think that might be something that we can take away from this time over the last few months. And coming out of this, are we going to come out of it a little more humble? You know, some have said this is the great equalizer. We're going to come out of this a little bit more humble than maybe what we were uh, with a, a little clearer vision of who we are and what we want our lives to be. This was something that, that she knew very well, that she knew who she was. And, and as you said, or as I said earlier, you know, if you are who you should be, you will set the whole world ablaze. And she did that during her time. And of course, finally, her generosity. Yes, that too should be emulated. So just a few things to be able to learn from her, uh, surviving the Black Plague that she did, but also kind of that self-isolation that brought her then out into the world anew. And I hope that this time, as we begin to open some things up, can do the same for us, come out better people because of it, with a stronger faith. I know I am, a stronger faith uh, in, in reliance on Jesus. Of course, we're not all there, we're not all perfect in this, but the Lord has certainly uh, deepened my faith during these times. Let's go to Chris Magruder, co-host of Catholic Women Now. 
Hi, Chris. Good morning, John. How are you? To you. I'm doing just fine this morning. What do we got coming up? One of our favorites, Susan Tassoni. She's coming on to talk about her new uh, daily reflections. It's called Jesus Speaks to Faustina and You. And, of course, you know, she's been studying Faustina's diary for years. So she's going to come on and tell us, uh, you know, just all the depths. If, if you can, you know, if you can reflect on that diary each day of the year, which she has created in her book, just figuring out the depths of Jesus, how um, much he loves you, his mercy, how to help dying people, how to overcome temptations, on and on. (laughs) There's so much in this book to learn. And what I love about it is that they're daily reflections. They take about two minutes to read each day, not even that probably, you know. So I think it's going to be a powerful little book, and it's always exciting to talk to Susan. She always cracks us up. I try to do some extension, or extensive, excuse me, um, uh, show prep for guests, especially guests that I've never had on before. So, for instance, <laughs> John Scott is one of them, and uh, John is. Uh, I, I, I try to interview. You know, John. Uh, or I was listening to a podcast of John. I was listening to uh, or watching a little kind of piece on John um, that, that I'm going to have at 7:45. I read a couple articles on John. I don't do any show prep for her. I, I, right. I she comes on, and I just say <laughs> go. You know, I mean, I just kind of, Deacon I just walk away, you know, I mean, you don't need to do anything because she just takes over, man. She is so good. It has so much knowledge in there. Yes. And Julie and I were talking yesterday about, oh, maybe we can go this direction or that direction. Yeah. No, no, Chris. Remember, anytime we want to go a different direction, she takes us where she right. wants us to go. Right. It, it's her show today, Chris. It's not yeah, yours or yeah. Julie's. It's her show. You're just going to walk is. through it. Uh, it but is. it will be good nonetheless. Nine o'clock this morning, nine o'clock in the evening. You can check it out online at iowacatholicradio.com as well. All of the shows of Catholic Women Now are podcasted there. Chris McGruder, talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a good day. God bless. Yeah, I ain't reading articles or watching 10-minute uh, videos on YouTube of, of that guest. She's just got... She's got so much knowledge there. It's a lot of fun. All right, coming up, as I said, John Scott, professional uh, hockey player for 11 years. He played at the highest level, the NHL. He was the MVP, league MVP for the um, uh, All-Star Game. He's just got a lot going on, but he has recently converted to Catholicism and has made a big splash in the Catholic world. We'll talk to John Scott coming up at 745. Again, I'm going to try to get to him a little bit early today because he's got a great story. Don't go anywhere. John Lee, Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's a Thursday. And a big thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Formed in 2001 by Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman, Blessman International is a Christian, faith-based mission organization working to meet the needs of the impoverished children and families there in South African province of Limpopo and trying to do so in some very creative but necessary ways right now. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting the show and your partnership here with Iowa Catholic Radio. That's BlessmanInternational.org. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while later and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What does this mean that he is saying to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they said, What is this little while of which he speaks? We do not know what he means. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Are you discussing with one another what I said? A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me. Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. The Gospel of the Lord.
Another prophecy by Jesus about his death and resurrection confuses the disciples, perhaps understandably so, since some prophecies don't make much sense until after the event occurs. Even so, for anybody, even God, to die and rise again is so enigmatic that we can't plumb the depths of this great mystery. Yet it's okay for us, like the disciples, to seek greater understanding by asking questions while eventually taking joy in what Jesus has done and continues to do for us. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee, Nettie in the Morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Coming up, John Scott, professional hockey player for 11 years, uh, played in the NHL, six foot eight, 260 pounds. What was he most, most known for? Uh, you guessed it, fighting. That's what he was most known for. In fact, that's why he was signed on to, uh, in his contracts, he was told, essentially to protect his teammates. Uh, and you'd want someone 6'8", 260 protecting you, I, I think. Um, but he has uh, since put all that behind him. He has recently become Catholic. He is now a Catholic convert, and uh, he's just got a lot of stuff there, uh, you know, that, that a lot of parallels to hockey. I, I can't wait to talk to John coming up here very soon. It is Thursday, May 21st. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Uh, all right, let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, it's hockey season on this uh, Thursday of the John Leonetti Show, huh? Yes, it is. It is today. My only two scars I received playing sports was in football, basketball, or baseball. It was in hockey down at McCray Park on Des Moines South Side. I, I got 12 stitches in my chin and four more in my forehead, which is now being, the scars are being shown on the forehead because my hairline's receding. But that <laughs> is my hockey stories. I, uh, I was a goalie. I played roller hockey. And uh, one year, I didn't have my own pads or anything, and uh, I just, I, that's all I remember. It was just a lot of fun. I don't know why I never, I never stuck with it, but, uh, <laughs> after that, no, I, I went down the baseball route a little bit and, uh, yeah, that, that kind of concluded my, my sports career. 
You'll have to ask uh, your guest uh, when, when John comes on about uh, why he didn't play basketball and, and a six foot eight inch hockey all star. Right. That that you don't see. Yep. I, I, I in fact I have that on in the repertoire here. I definitely want to ask him on that one because yeah, you don't see guys that big in the professional hockey league. My goodness. All right. Well, it looks like we've got the same old, same old, John, you know, uh, uh, cloudy skies, drizzle all day, mm. and then uh, Saturday looks good. Saturday is supposed to be 80s and sunny. Today to get out to the um, uh, the cemeteries, I think, that would be the, the pick day. 80s and sunny. I'll take that. Yep. But then rain tomorrow, rain Sunday and Monday, so Memorial Day weekend. Not quite a washout, but uh, you got to get out there on Saturday and enjoy it, it looks like, as as of now. I'll be doing it. All right. Well, let's get right to it. I know John has a guest here coming up from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. Currently, we have cloudy skies and that ever-present light drizzle again. Uh, 57 degrees right now in east-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. And today we will see uh, patchy drizzle throughout the day here in central Iowa. Cloudy skies again, a high of 65 degrees. Southeast winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And tonight, cloudy skies, overnight low of 58 degrees. And then tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms for your Friday. But It'll be a little bit warmer, a high of 72 degrees. And on Saturday, that is our pick day of the week. Mainly dry and sunny, a high of 81 degrees. And then the rest of Memorial Day weekend, Sunday and Monday, chance of showers and thunderstorms both days. Highs in the upper 70s. Well, in the news on this Thursday, Thursday morning. Not only is the population in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic, but we're also in the thick of allergy season. Now, according to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, 50 million people in the United States experience various types of allergies, allergy, excuse me, every year. Now, the overlap in COVID-19 and allergy symptoms consist of fatigue, headaches, coughing, and shortness of breath. According to the Iowa Allergy Clinic, the two biggest indicators of COVID-19 are muscle aches and fever, uh, while common allergy symptoms that are not a sign of COVID-19 are sneezing, itchy nose, and eyes. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And good news yesterday, the uh, state of Iowa now is set to resume their high school summer sports, uh, baseball and softball Uh Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds gave the go-ahead yesterday at her daily coronavirus news conference. The Iowa High School Boys Association and the Iowa Girls Union, the governing bodies of Iowa High School Athletics, approved the governor's decision. That means baseball and softball practices can now begin on Monday, June 1st, with the first game being played two weeks later on Monday, June 15th. High school baseball and softball teams in Iowa will now revise their schedules uh, for the shortened season. The revised schedule should be completed here within the next few weeks. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, light drizzle, 57 degrees, and east-southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. And today we will see cloudy skies, patchy drizzle throughout the day. Today's high 65 degrees with southeast winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Thursday morning John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Hamadale. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Still not uh, looking bad for us this morning. Accident freeze continues. Lots of construction to be on the lookout for, and a new construction popping up every day as we are in construction season. In fact, reminder that Park Avenue, that is closed east of Fleur uh, as they are redoing the intersection there. So that will uh, cause a bit of a detour for the next few weeks. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's Travic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, coming up, friends, we are going to be talking with a professional uh, hockey player, and I'll tell you what, I, I'm more than excited about this, so I want you to make sure to stick around, especially through the Saint of the Day and the next break here. John Scott is going to be with us, and uh, I've saved some ample time for him. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Now the martyr, this martyr, knows how to avoid death, but the price paid to keep his life is is too steep. St. Cristobal today uh, and companions were 25 men who stood up to the brutal anti-Catholic regime in Mexico in the early 1900s. Cristobal was a diocesan priest who taught at at an officially sanctioned seminary in Guadalajara until it was closed. Instead of taking the setback lying down, he formed a secret seminary at his own parish and took to the rural areas of his province to spread the Catholic faith and to minister to Catholics. He founded an orphanage, helped the poor establish garden plots, and encouraged devotion to the rosary. In 1927, he was captured and he was executed by firing squad. Many of these martyrs, such as parish priests Luis Batiste and his parishioners David, Manuel, and Salvador, were members of the Cristero movement. The movement pledged their allegiance to Christ and the church he established, even when Mexico made it a crime to be baptized or to celebrate the Mass. Today, we ask this heroic saint, Cristobal, to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day. Makes it easy on you because he does all the work for you. What's the work he does? Well, he makes sure that you're all set up in wills and estate planning. Yes, doing that for the last 30 years. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. NHL great John Scott coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Linetti in the morning. It is Thursday, May 21st. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Full range of residential plumbing services right here in Des Moines, Iowa, and serving Central Iowa now for 20 years. 100% satisfaction guarantee with a firm belief that the customer always comes first no matter what. Plumbing, heating, air conditioning services. Expect high-quality workmanship and professionals. GoldenRulePHC.com. That's GoldenRulePHC.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. Here's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Thursday, May 21st. Don't miss the next virtual discussion on Faith Superheroes beginning at 7 o'clock tonight. Join us on Zoom as Adam Story unpacks Pope Francis's writings and talks about families and love. You'll need to register to be a part of this discussion. Go to Facebook.com and look up the Diocese of Des Moines or go to our website at dmdiocese.org and click on the COVID-19 link for registration information. The Center for Social Ministry has new t-shirts it's selling to promote its mission of poverty awareness and social justice opportunities in our community. T-shirts can be obtained by going to their website, centerforsocialministry.org. The center is also getting more active on social media. Look for the Center for Social Ministry on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram. Emmaus House Spirituality Center continues to offer spiritual direction throughout the pandemic. Check out their website for virtual offerings. There's a centering prayer group that meets virtually on Wednesdays at noon and guided prayerful meditation on Fridays at noon. For more information, go to the EmmausHouse.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. He's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, blowing like a lion. God's not dead. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thanks for joining me, friends. Thursday, May 21st. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Next guest played professional hockey for 11 years, joined the church after playing his playing career was finished. Husband of Danielle, father of five with number six on the way, professional hockey player John Scott joins me. Hi, John. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Six foot eight, 260. You don't go down the basketball route. I think maybe you'd even consider the WWE route, but you don't. You, you play hockey, man. Were you the biggest guy in the league? I was a hair short of the of the biggest guy. It was six nine. I'm like six eight and three quarters. So I was close. I mean, close. I, how many fights would you say you got in? Um, hundreds in my career <laughs> over the course yeah. of eleven years. Hundreds of fights. I mean, that's that's why you say that's why you were signed in in many cases to teams essentially to protect the teammates. Yeah, if if people aren't familiar with hockey, there is a certain tier of player who is a talent guy and they they need room to play and kind of showcase their talent and there's other players who their job is to protect them that was my job is to kind of make sure they have room and they're able to do and show their skills off now how, the game for essentially how does that happen i mean do you go into a game saying all right this guy's going to come after us and I, I i got him today yeah you you know going into a certain building who their other tough guys are and you know guys who it's their job to kind of get my top guys off their game. So I would kind of pinpoint those guys and have a chat with them early in the game and say, hey, listen, this isn't going to happen tonight, and if it does, then we'll we'll deal with it, and then we'll move on. And dealing with it usually meant we would fight, and we would move on, because I would usually win those fights. So it worked out well for me. <laughs> and you'd sit in the penalty box, right? I mean, you'd have to go. Uh, you know, yep. Essentially, did, did they ever kick you out of games? Oh, um, yes. 
yeah, um, regretfully, it did happen where you, you kind of get kicked out sometimes. It's, it's up to the ref's discretion. He's the, the disciplinarian in the whole situation. So if he thinks you warrant a, a suspension or something, they're kicked out. It, it happened. It wasn't very often, but it did happen sometimes. Is a protector like you on every team? Um, in the old days, yes. I, I would say they started to phase out that part of the game where they're trying to go to more European style with skill and fast skating and flowing games and high scoring and it's kind of moving away from the Canadian style of game of fighting and grinding and checking and that sort of game. So, but yeah, 10 years ago, every team had one, two, three guys who could kind of fight and hold their own. And, and you say that you weren't the fastest guy. In fact, you were pretty slow, um, but that, that wasn't your job. I mean, you, you know, in today's game, would it be a little more difficult for you to play? Um, I just retired three years ago. So I, 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 I kept up fairly well right until the end, but I think if I was 10 years younger, I would be fine. But, yeah, I'm, I'm getting close to 40 now where it would be impossible. Yeah, it, it's definitely suited for a guy who's 5'10", 5'11", and 160 pounds rather than 6'8", 260. So the game is skewed smaller and faster. It's unbelievable. Um, in 2016, you were the All-Star MVP. But you say that the league didn't want you even in that game. Yeah, it was a strange situation where the fans were voting in the captains for each division. And there was a blog guy up in Canada who thought it would be funny to vote in someone who didn't deserve to be there, who didn't belong. And they threw some names around, and my name just happened to pop into their head. And they ran with it. And it kind of gained a following, you know, social media these days where it just kind of clicks and everybody's on board. And I got voted into the All-Star game, and the league kind of pushed and... We had lots of conversations behind closed doors, and they were like, do you really want to go? And then finally they had me traded from Arizona from where I was to Montreal. And from Montreal I got sent to the Miners, which is in St. John's, Newfoundland. So they were hoping in a roundabout way where I wouldn't go to the game. But I went, and I I, I, uh, did pretty well. We won the tournament. I won MVP, and it was all a great time. So it it was a weird situation, a weird few months for me. Unbelievable. Um, let's get transition to your Catholic faith here, because yeah. your, your wife, um, it, she was always Catholic, correct? Yeah, she's cradle Catholic. Uh, and you weren't. You you really just didn't have much of a faith at all, um, you say. And, and uh, you know, you, you were interested in the Catholic faith, I think, when you first got married and you were in and out of RCIA. How, how, why not just go all the way in? I didn't have time. And honestly, I'm, I'm one of those people who, if I don't fully understand something, if I don't fully invest myself, I'm not going to do it. Sure. And that guy goes with everything, hockey, work, everything, being a father. So there was a few opportunities where the priests were like, yeah, you went through the program, let's, let's finish this off, we'll baptize you. And that happened twice. And both times I just kind of stepped away because it just didn't feel right. I didn't want to kind of go in and just not buy in totally. So I went through three NCIA programs, and the last one was after I was retired. It fully clicked, right? I had the time to sit down and kind of go through the Scripture, kind of go through all the traditions of the Church, and it really clicked, and I really just bought in. I was like, this is, like, beautiful. I want in. And that's why it took me so long to kind of join the faith. I ain't pushing back on you. I'll let someone else do it, man. <laughs> 6826, hey, you take your own path, all right, man? Uh, but, but eventually you did convert. When, when was the year? It was 2017. So it was after you retired? Yes, yes. Awesome, man. And you you did jump in. You've got five kids, another one on the way. Five girls. Is it another girl? We are always gambling. We never know. So we'll we'll find out in a month. (laughs) 
uh, I wonder if they they'll play hockey. What's the, what's the one thing about your Catholic faith that you love the most? I love the the tradition of it. I'm an engineer. I'm kind of an A-type personality, so I don't really have the the feely senses that other people have. Like, oh, I just love the Holy Spirit that comes upon me and this and that. I've never really experienced anything like that yet. So what I love about the faith now is I can say, okay, we're, we're getting the Eucharist now. I can look back 2,000 years and say, okay, that's where it started. Or we're, we're anointing my daughter's getting confirmation next month, hopefully. And we go, okay, the anointing the oil. We can go back, and that's where it started. Stuff like that where you can literally trace the lineage of every piece of Mass and the Church, and it, it lines up perfectly, whereas other religions and other faiths, it doesn't have that. So I just love that we have this foundation to rely on, and we have all these saints who kind of have carried the stories throughout the years. It just kind of clicks for me. I, that's the part that I love the most, the tradition of it. Was your wife your biggest influence, or was there a priest along the way? It was my wife initially, and she she was great. She introduced the faith to me and kind of held my hand along the way, but I had a really great priest. It was Father Jarvis. He led me through my final RCIA, and now we're really good friends. We have a podcast together, and he was kind of my rock, and he, he just helped me. He was my age, and I kind of related to him. He played hockey, and we would go and skate on the weekends, and then we would talk about Scripture, and he'd teach me the RCIA and all this different stuff. So he was the one who really helped me through that transition period. You know, one of the things that I've just come into uh, read about you and, and listen to a few things on you uh, in preparation for this that I've, I've noticed, at least, is you don't wear this as a badge. You, you've really gone all in. You want you want it all. I mean, you, you're praying a rosary every day with your family. I mean, that, that that's something right there that speaks to me. Yeah, I think it's important, especially for Catholics. We're, we're under attack daily, not from society, but from the devil. Like, we are the last remaining people on this earth and who, who believe in Jesus. So it's important for us to kind of hold fast. And I'm not just going to get my toe in and say, oh, I'm going to go to church on Sundays. I don't think that does it. I think with all the negative stuff in this country, in this world right now, we have to fight. We have to be a rock for people to see, wow, those people are happy. Those people have faith. Like, we have to draw people to us. And, yeah, we do our daily rosary. I go to Adoration Hour once a week at 4 in the morning. We have devotions. We have our house and throne to the Sacred Heart. Like we, we try to do everything we can to protect us from the outside influences in my family, but also to draw people towards us to kind of hopefully evangelize as many people as we can. You still stay in touch with your old teammates? Um, I try. You know, hockey wasn't a very religious world. It was kind of a a tale of two cities, so to speak, where I would go home and. I would go to Mass and this and that, and then I would go to the rink, and you would just see all this negative stuff. So I teach in, I keep in touch with a handful of guys, but not as many as I would like. You still watch the game, though, I'm sure. Um, Honestly. Really? I do my best, but it's just I was in that life for 30 years. Yeah. I just needed a break. So I, I watch the bigger games, the playoffs, but the day-to-day stuff, I, I, I don't really care for it. What's next for John Scott? Um, I don't know. Like I said, I have another one on the way. I, I work engineering here in town part-time with a little engineering firm and just trying to live my life. I'm actually happy. I'm, I'm more happier now than I was when I played hockey, which is remarkable when people hear that. But, you know, taking it day by day. It's, it's God's plan, really. I'm just kind of along for the ride. You got a website or something I can point to? 
Oh, yeah, it's johnscottallstar.com. How terrible is that? <laughs> johnscottallstar.com. I love it, man. <laughs> uh, and check out your podcast. Where can they find that? Um, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, it's um, the good fight. Oh, gosh, the fight that matters. Excuse me. We tried to do the good fight, but everybody and their brother apparently. <laughs> I still call it that, but it's the fight that matters. Yeah, with John The fight that matters podcast. John Scott, professional hockey player. And now... Husband and father, and I think that's the title that you probably like more than anything. Catholic husband and father. John, thank you so much for coming on, man. God bless you. You too. God bless. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's John Scott, everyone. Good stuff this morning. I love those kind of witness stories, and you see he's just gone all in with it now, which is a beautiful thing. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, Defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. That puts this show in the books today, friends. We'll be back on live tomorrow from the Mercy One studio. No show Monday, by the way, and Memorial Day. Just a little reminder. I'll remind you again tomorrow. God bless you. I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. So living water flowing through God we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun Make darkness run Father's heart Into the world we're reaching out To show them who you are So living water flowing through God John Leonetti in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling Bell Construction Five Sons Naturescapes And Blessman International